Yo, what's really good? It's your main man, Sean Little from the No Catch Up Podcast. Wanted to send a reminder. Make sure you rate and review No Catch Up available everywhere. iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, No Catch Up is on there. Make sure you tell everyone it's the best sports podcast in the world. Drop that five-star review. Pass the links to the homies. Let everybody know. You know the deal. No Catch Up. Sports Talk via Chicago. Lock in. No Catch Up. No Catch Up. Sports Talk via Chicago. I'm your host, Sean Little. Big Nick the Quick with me as always. NFL is back in a major way. Thomas Brady is back. We we didn't have a chance to talk about that. So we're going to talk about Brady coming back. Deshaun Watson beat the Chargers, but I don't know if he beat the the, the Chargers of public opinion. He um, is a free agent or is shopping and, and said he wants to meet with the teams that he wants to go to prior to going. What's that list look like? We'll talk about that. NFL free agency is just going wild. Bears picked up a D tackle. There's a lot of stuff going on there, so we'll talk about that. Then we'll switch it over to the NBA. Cat drops a 60 ball on the Spurs last night. He scored 32 points in the third quarter. He was going ballistic. We'll talk about Cat. Big Nick says he might have to apologize to Cat, but we'll talk about that. And then we're going to do a little NBA roundup. Are the Bulls going to be in the plan? Is that what we're looking at? They took an L last night to Sacramento. We'll talk about the Bulls. We'll talk about the rest of the NBA. Nugs went and got a big, big W against the Sixers on the road. We'll talk about that. A lot of stuff rocking. No catch up. Sports Talk via Chicago, man. Stay with us. Big Nick the Quick, what's good? What's really good? I did it. I did it again, bro. What's that? I was trying to trim my beard up. Just trying to, you know, get the get the little stragglers, get the little stragglers out. Keep it, keep it a little more clean. Hit it, but it did it, bro. It was over. I got to start over. Over. Got to start over. How many? How long? How long? How much? How, long, how many months or years of growth was that beer? Uh, I not that long. My shit grows pretty. Grows quick. Okay. My shit grows pretty quick, and yeah. I, I don't like when it gets puffy. So I try to keep it thick, but pretty, pretty, pretty clean. So I, I instead of paying four hundred dollars a month on beard trims because it's growing so quick. I so how much to, is that? How much it costs to keep your beard like shaped well, up if you go if you go like, to the guy. I'd have to go probably like if I really wanted to keep it tight, like twice a week. Is a trim is a trim more than a haircut? I'm gonna tell you this, bro. Jay Hayes got me going to this guy really fucking good, takes care of you, chops it up, like dope setup, you know, drinks, TV. The the environment is really dope. And um, but it's like 70 bucks, bro, to get my to get like my head shaved and then get a beard up. Nah. No, negative. Can't do it. Yeah, so can't, can't do I, it. I'll pull up there like once a month type of thing, like maybe once every six weeks. You know what I'm saying? Do you, do you still keep the other barber? You still got another barber you can go to for the quick $25, $30 well, joint? Thing, I don't really. I got a guy up the street that is fine. Yeah. But 
I end up just usually doing it myself for the most part. And I was I was fucking around. You know what? You're bald though, so you don't you're not really worried about the lineup and all that. You're pretty much yeah, I didn't think about that. You can, you can do a lot of maintenance at the crib. Like I can't like this is this is 10 days and my shit's already messed up. Like I have to have them take care of it, but you don't gotta yeah. worry about a lineup. So right, right, you're not right. over here, you're not over here yeah. trying to do geometry on your shit. You yeah, I, I mean? just kind of make sure, like, <laughs> yeah, bro. So yeah, I did yeah. it and it's all over with. It's over, right? I even thought about it was I, I, I hate when I hate when I don't have a beard. Yeah. I even thought about just rocking the boozer, the the divot. Oh, I thought she was gonna get the boozer. I was just gonna the rock the uh, bowling ball sheet. I hole in my shit, but yeah. I, was like, nah, I can't do that. So, but yeah, you, you look you look different. It's yeah. you look you look look lighter. I think it's because all that skin that doesn't usually get the sun is out. You look lighter, man. You look like uh, I don't even know. Yeah, I I haven't. I always have a beard. I've had a beard fifteen years straight. Yeah, man. yeah. You got to so, keep the beard going. I can't grow a full beard, so yeah, I'm jealous, jealous. Ba- baby face. Hey, so tell me about uh, where you where you at? If y'all y'all already know, Sean and I are big on the Formula One. You know, oh, we got into it a couple yeah. years ago. Where you at on Drive to Survive? I know you called me yesterday. Only one episode. Horner was Horner's. It was Horner's jog too much for you. I almost turned it off. <laughs> I swear to God, I almost turned it off. For, for those who, if you're if you're not watching the F1 drive to survive, this is not even really a spoiler. So don't even trip. First episode of the new seasons. This is season four. Yeah. Christian Horner, head dog at Red Bull, team principal. They open the scene of him running in the backcountry with a hoodie on or a zip-up hoodie on with a hood thrown over his head like it's 24-7 Mayweather Canelo. I thought I turned on the wrong <laughs> He was running in the backcountry with his, with his hood thrown over his head talking about how they have to beat Mercedes and we have to give him a run this year. And I was flabbergasted. I thought I had turned on Rocky and I was living and I almost turned it off. But I made it, I made it through the first episode. Man, he was preparing for battle, man. It's a tough year, man. Tough year on the grid, on the paddock. It might not. Hold on. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think Horner was out here preparing for a tough, tough year on the paddock, man. You know, he's got he's got the Lewis competition. He's got to make sure he's physically physically fit. Toto's over there looking looking big. You know, he's got he's got to show up with that same energy, man. So they had to they had to cut to Horner, Horner's action shot of working out, which you know him, man. He's always gonna be available check, check. to that talk. Sound better? Yeah, you're good. Okay, he's, he's, he's pretty he's pretty much out here narrating the show, man. So he had to open up with his moment. You know, he's letting you know he's a champion, he's a warrior. <laughs> no, nah, man, it was too much for me. I was I was legitimately like upset. I was like, there's no Netflix is putting on too good of a production to open up the show like this. This is un this is unbelievable. So it is funny this year though, like watching it, like because you know these dudes are obviously they're already superstars, but not as much in the United States. But you can almost tell like the way they walk around this year in the show. It's like, yeah, we got oh, a like new, they, we yeah, made... we got new level of fame. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, like, you know, Lewis always had that, but now it's like, you know. Lando is like, yeah, I'm that guy. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, people yeah, know me. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? So, shout out, shout out to them, man. We'll see how it goes. But yeah, keep watching. It gets, uh, it gets, it gets crazy. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll probably <laughs> knock it out. I got a couple of flights here coming up, so I'll uh, knock it out before this weekend for Bahrain. Bahrain is this weekend? Yeah. Oh, see, I didn't even know that. So I'm they wrapped. They wrapped up te- oh, in the A. 
Um, they wrapped up. They wrapped up testing, and uh, I guess the the Mercedes Mercedes aren't doing too good. They say it's Ferrari and Red Bull right now, yeah. and the Haas is fast. Haas, Haas back yeah, on the get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Fucking wankers. <laughs> Shout out my <laughs> man that run hospital. <laughs> I'm not trying to hear that. All right, let's get into this NFL, man, before uh, before we take up 30 minutes on, on F1. Thomas Brady is back. Let's leave with that, man. Of course. I, um, I have a couple of messages between me and you. I went back and looked, actually. When he retired, I said, I don't believe it. No, nah, I don't really believe it. And that was kind of how I left it. As the weeks went on, I just I, when we talked about the NFC, I just left him off because what else am I supposed to do, right? Like, right. he says he's retired. He's not playing. He's not on a roster. So I guess Tom's not playing. But I'm going to say this. You don't come off a year like that. And I, there's like, how many guys have come off a really solid year and left that were at the top of their game and have a mentality like Tom Brady. All right. Barry like Sanders, Calvin baby Johnson. Baby Sanders, Barry yeah. Sanders. Yeah, and those guys weren't competing. For, it's it's and, nobody nobody was competing, actively competing for a championship. Yeah, like exactly. Johnson and Sanders and those guys left because it was over with. You've never seen a guy. I mean, they just won the Super Bowl last year. They were a legit contender this year. He threw for 5,000 yards. Like, he was at the top of his game, second in MVP. I know you were hoping he was first in MVP. Oh, um, yeah, but <laughs> – but yeah, we've never seen it. Age, age aside, right? We get that he's forty-four years old, but it was like he just had one of the best years of his career, and was just like, "Yeah, I'm done." It was almost like he had decided before the year that he was most likely going to retire, and he kind of had to stick to that. Right. But to like your he, point, because like he the, had told someone in his household. Yeah, yeah. He might he might have told someone. He might he might have told someone whose name rhymes with Lazelle that this might be it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but. Once you heard, like, the gym, first off, once you started hearing, like, two weeks after, like, oh, yeah, we're not sure. It's like, where is this coming from? Then you hear the Jim Gray interview, and he's like, yeah, you know, I don't know. We'll see what happens. And, like, he's he's getting his Aaron Rodgers on, talking in, in, you know, these these crazy terms. And then you see him on the pitch on Saturday talking to Ronaldo. Ronaldo goes, (laughs) yeah, first off, why is he out there? Okay, the Glazers own the Bucks and they own Manchester United. So he's obviously, he's out there on business. Right, yeah. he's out there on business. Yeah. Then Ronaldo goes to him. Ronaldo goes, and the camera's picking up. Ronaldo you're goes, done, huh? so you're done, huh? He goes, eh. <laughs> <laughs> no, bro. You know what? Well, because because you know what's funny? He's obviously out there to talk to the Glazers and check out Ronaldo and For see sure. Harry Kane. Yeah, yeah. See Manchester United at Old Trafford. Right. I really think Ronaldo seeing Ronaldo have a hat trick and seeing Ronaldo still playing. And then him asking him, athlete to athlete, go to go, like you're done, like yeah, yeah, you're like done. you're done. <laughs> you just saw what I just did, right? And, you're done. <laughs> and, and I think Brady, at the moment, because I think he knew he was coming back or leaning that way, he didn't have the heart to look Ronaldo in the face and be like, "Yeah, I'm done." He couldn't yeah, do it. Couldn't do it. Like couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Just like mono <laughs> to mono, like he, yeah, yo, you done? He like Ronaldo would look him like. Uh, he looked at Ronaldo and he was like, "I can't, I, I can't tell this dude that I'm yeah. done." Yeah, and I and think that, like, that was like the final straw. That was like, "Yeah, I, it's still in me. I gotta, I gotta keep rocking." Well, and he's also looking at a dude like Ronaldo. Ronaldo's what 37, 38. I mean, Ronaldo could walk away today, and his 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 career is 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 ironclad, right? Like locked up, he's good to go. 
but Ronaldo gets it, man. Like, hey, you're done? Like, how could you be done? I'm not done. Like, how could you how could you hop off this ride, man? You're not you're not washed anymore. They're not and mind you, he's way younger. You. He's way younger than or older than Ronaldo. It's too. crazy that he's like eight years older than Ronaldo, right? Yeah. So, like, yeah, so he's talking to him. He also seen Braun drop back to back or 50 point games twice in a week. He's like, I ah, can't be done, man. He's seen Aaron Rodgers get 200 million. He's like, I ah, can't be done. Like, uh, this this doesn't just, feel I, right. <laughs> I really think the big part was he went after he kind of was already leaning coming back anyway. He talked to Ronaldo and he couldn't look Ronaldo in the face and be like, Yeah, I'm I'm dead. I'm done. Couldn't, done. Couldn't, couldn't tell he him. He just couldn't tell him. And I think it was like, Yeah, this is a this is a sign that I need to come back. Now the other flip that me and Nick were talking about was real quick. Is is, he, is that of one of like three people on the planet that Brady can meet that are more famous than him? Like I was watching him like when they showed him in the stand. Like athletes? They, yeah, like even yeah, just athletes. Well, he's and the then, most famous dude in the world, probably. Yeah, Ronaldo is for sure. Yeah, and then yeah. it's just like I saw Brady sit in the stands, and it's like obviously the majority of people there know who he is, but it's like not like it would be out. Like people aren't like, oh my, like if Tom Brady was sitting in the stands at Yankee Stadium and we're chilling watching the game, I'd be like, oh shit, like where Asperger's over there, they're just like, oh that's Brady, but no, Ronaldo's on the pitch. We're good. Like, yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> it's a little different for a sure. A little, little different. But that was what jumped out at me was when he asked him, he looked at, he was looking at him almost like asking him like, you're done. He's like, so you're done, right? Yeah. No. And before we get to the jokes, <laughs> yo, <laughs> and before we get to the jokes, Michael Irvin said something that I think hit it dead on. I saw a clip of Michael Irvin talking about Brady and he said, there's a difference between retiring with a loss of skill versus a loss of will. And he said, when your skill starts to taper and you retire, that stuff, that, that, that's understandable. When you come out and throw for 5,000 yards, 40 touchdowns, have a real, and you lose to the eventual Super Bowl champion Rams in the playoffs, that's different than having the the will to want to continue and play. Urban was like, at the end of the year, you could have no will to play, and and by week fifteen, be like, this is my last year. I don't want to. I don't want to go through this grind anymore. I'm done. And then sit at the house for a month, and the will comes back. The skill doesn't come back. The will will come back. And I thought that was perfectly said and exactly what happened with Tom. And I think a part of it, too, is just being at the crib. He's not used to being at the crib, dog. He's not being used to the crib. And, and, and the people at the crib ain't used to him being there. Like, you think it's all sweet and it's some happy reunion. But, look, folks been living their life. He's been living his life. She been doing her thing. He been doing his thing. Like, you said, like he cool. was. He was at the crib chilling. Like people had left, went and run errands. He was sitting at the crib by himself. Watching TV. Like, yeah, yeah. Or she comes home and Tom is chilling, and she's like, "Come on, man! Like, oh, yo, you got to go do something." Like she was probably like, "Hey, look, man, just fucking go, go play your football. It's okay." Like you could just tell he was yeah. miserable. At yeah, the crib. she could like, tell he's miserable. Go she's play looking your little in his football eyes. Game. He, yeah, he's he's glued on the first take, seeing what they're talking about. Like he's like, "Man, I can still do this." And you know, Tom, he's dude, a guy like that. Like again, like we talk about these Ronaldos, even like with Braun, like these dudes are driven by something different. Like there's like, there's nothing more that they can accomplish. Obviously, they can win more, they can score more, they can add more statistics. But as far as like a legacy, it's it's signed, sealed, and delivered. But 
like you said, when it comes to that will, I don't know if he ever lost the will. I don't think he lost the will when he made that retirement. Even his retirement was weird. He just did a quick thank you to the Bucks and was like, yeah, I'm out. You know what I yeah. mean? It was just kind of like it was very like all Fugazi, man. It's like I guess that's what I'm supposed to do. No like, yeah. press conference. No, no nothing, no man. Nothing. It's just like yeah, and it's just like this was kind of like very, very reserved for a guy who's got you know who's such so famous and so big and so important to the to the culture. So yeah, I think he was at the crib. You know, a few days is cool. Seeing the kids is cool. <laughs> Waking up, going to the grocery store with your wife is cool. Maybe not thinking about football is cool because Tom is definitely an all in dude. Like, I think even in the offseason, that dude's in a cave watching film and yeah. working on his body and slicing avocados and whatnot. Um, yeah. And, yeah, it was a combination. He's bored. She's looking at him bored. And she's like, "This come fall, this is going to be untenable. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> once I the can... game starts, yeah, his dude's going to be miserable. Yeah, exactly right. And I could see him being in meetings for, like, TV 12 or something and being like, just looking off over there. Looking off like, into yeah. the horizon, like out the window. Like, yeah. nah, man. This is I'm not ready for this yet. I'm not doing this shit. I'm not, and, and yeah, then he's probably <laughs> and like he's over here at games, watching games and shit. So he's probably been in the stands a few the times. Atmosphere. Like, no, this isn't for I'm not ready to be a former athlete. Yeah. I'm not ready to walk through the stands and get all this love. Like, yo, your career was great, man. Like, woo, woo, I'm not re I'm ready to come back and kick somebody's ass. So then what was so then what was so then what was that? What was the retirement? What I what? told you, I think he had it in his mind that he was done after this year. And I think he had, I think but he, then, he, but, but hold on, because we're saying that he had it in his mind after the year that he would retire. But then we also are saying that the retirement was a sham because he put out like a little note. So it, but it, you, you ever told yourself you're going to do some shit and even, you know, whatever. Right. And, and, and later on, you're like, maybe this wasn't the right decision, but I've kind of already told myself I'm going to do it and I need to do it. And, it's time for me to retire, even though you don't really believe that. I think that's what it was, man. I think he had told himself at some point in the year or maybe before the year, this is my last year, right? But that will that we talk about never went away. And maybe he's like, man, maybe by week 16, I'll, I'll, I'll feel this is my last year, right? And every week you're waiting for it to feel like it's your last year. Yeah. Then you retire. Then 40 days later, it still doesn't feel like it's your last year. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's yeah. like, yeah, I, I can't do this, man. I, I still got an itch. It's different, bro. I think like, and, like, you can't win seven Super Bowls, set all these records, play for 24 years, do all these things, and not be wired completely different than the rest of us. So maybe, like, you and I, as we sit here, can't fully get into his mentality and understand what that's like because we're just not wired that way, whereas this yeah. dude is different. There's a reason he's different, and he's just built different. Like, I wouldn't want to be playing football at 45. And, hey, and I got a clip. <laughs> I got a clip from Ryan Poles, Bears' new GM. That kind of tips off on this that I'm going to get to later. So stay tuned for that because that mentality is different for a lot of different people. We're going to talk about that. Yeah, right. and I think you see a lot of guys, yeah, guys be done. Like you talk about skill. Like Drew Brees is a great example. He probably wanted to play. There was nothing left. Arm was a noodle. Yeah. Arm exactly. was never Arm was never a cannon to begin with, but arm was literally a noodle. He could Peyton not Manning, throw the arm was going to fall off. Peyton Manning arm had fallen off by the end of uh, Denver. Like, these guys can't play anymore. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah, keep playing, of course. That's why I thought the Rodgers retirement shit was capped, too. It wasn't going anywhere. Oh, yeah. speaking of which, Aaron Rodgers' deal just came out. It's $151 million guaranteed. All that cap about it not being 153 he signs for 151 I hate this guy. <laughs> what is it, four-year? Yeah, $151 million. So I think he gets that direct deposit today. Four-year, $150 the Packers. I think it's four years, 200, 151 guaranteed, probably. 
another fifty million in funny money. But one fifty one guaranteed, other fifty funny money. And I think uh, he gets that one fifty one today. And it- <laughs> lump sum. <laughs> There's no way. That's how. That's how the guarantee. A lot of these guarantees. No remember, when, remember when Dak signed his shit last year? He got a seventy-five I'm million sure dollar direct deposit. There's no way he gets that much. Seventy-five today. million dollar direct deposit nah. for Dak. Yeah, Aaron Rod. You think that dude's not getting all his money up front? No, he's just gonna tell him spread it out, bro. No, he wants his hundred fifty. No, I need that today. I'll pay the taxes. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll figure, I'll figure that the, part out. Send the W two with it. Shit. Yeah, send the W two with it. I'll, I'll, take, I'll take care of the rest. <laughs> I'll take care Let of that. Let the W two with it. Uh, we'll and my, man, my man's McAfee should get like three percent of that too. No, nah, it should be the other way around. <laughs> McAfee owes Rogers money on that <laughs> FanDuel deal. Did he get that, a? Fa- oh, he, McAfee got a FanDuel. What? Did he get, did he get big money? Oh, what? When did this happen? Dog, go look up McAfee's FanDuel deal that he got. Are oh, you yeah. crazy? Let me see. Rogers hooked. He got one hundred and twenty million. Dog, Rogers hooked him up. Dog, shout out Pack Mac. What a life. Yeah, a punter man. in the NFL just got $120 million for his show. Yeah, he hooked him up, bro. I'll give it to him, man. He does like three hours of standing up on TV and like his show is yeah, yeah. I never really it. watched it, but I watched the Rogers shit. That's great. Shout out, hey, shout out McAfee. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That happened like that's, oh, so that's why ago. he's got the new chain. Okay, I was I saw like some clips the other day. His chain was looking very shiny. I was like, damn, Matt McAfee <laughs> spending some money. Okay, yeah, nah, but Rogers <laughs> hooked him up with that Thompson weekly designers. Yeah, that for was sure. big. Yeah, it was huge, massive. He's the only and he'll go ahead. No, I was gonna say he's just no one else is talking to Rogers like that. Literally, well, throughout everything that was happening, you knew you could catch Rogers on McAfee on Tuesday or whatever day it was. He came on every week, no matter what. And you know what McAfee did, too? McAfee didn't bother him about all that shit, which other athletes will see, and he's going to get other people to to come do that weekly because it's just like, look, I'm not going to ask you about where you're doing and what you're going to do every week. Just talk, and you're naturally going to let go of information. Exactly. And like that, yeah, they're they're covering his shit every week. So, yeah, good. I didn't even know he got that 120, man. Shout out to Pat McAfee. That's great. What a country. Stay on the grind. Yeah, real talk. (laughs) Give me 10% of that. We good. For real. Let's let's move over to Watson, man. Watson beat the Chargers. Never even got the Chargers. Murder was the case that they gave me. Murder. Funny, um, but... You know, like, we don't usually talk about serious topics on No Ketchup, and we're not going to start today. But he didn't get the Chargers. They decided not to file the Chargers. We know what the Chargers are. He says he – the Texans are going to move him, it sounds like, no matter what. And he says – Watson says he wants to talk to the teams that he wants to go to prior to signing. Now, he's running out of places to go. Yeah. Because there's certain teams in the league that are not going to touch him. For sure. And then there's some teams that will touch him that don't need a quarterback. So I'm really interested to see what's going to happen here because I think that he could only go a couple places that could really handle the situation the correct way because their franchises run the right way. The Pittsburgh Steelers. When they're done. And they, I don't think I don't think the Steelers no, no way the Steelers would bring. They wouldn't deal the, with that? Well, I guess they just had a, a they, I mean their quarterback the last 15 yeah. years wasn't exactly a role model. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. But I don't I think I think the first part you said or second part you said as far as a lot of teams wouldn't have them. Like I really do think that we got to take that into account. Like when we talk about the court of public opinion, because you will receive backlash. There will oh. be an op-ed writ. 
You will Love have to answer to why you brought him in the building. We just saw what happened with uh, with uh, who was the coach? Uh, Art Bryles tried to get it. They couldn't even hire Art Bryles at a HBCU. Listen, they couldn't even hire Art Bryles at a HBCU. That tells you everything you need to know about whether or not folks are going to let you move on from stuff. And I'm not saying Art Bryles should have been allowed to move on from stuff because what he did at Baylor was deplorable. But if they won't let you hire you at a black job. <laughs> Trust me, it's not it's not over. With. You'll never yeah. get another job. When I saw that, I said Browse will never get another job again. If they don't yeah. let him hire a black school, um, it's over with. So yeah, there's gonna be a lot of people. So uh, an organization like the Steelers, that's too big of a brand. I don't think they would bring him in. I think it'd be the Cowboys would because Jerry doesn't give a fuck. But, but I think it would have to be but they don't need him. It would have to be an organization that doesn't that 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 takes chances, but I, I think the Steelers are too too buttoned up, man. That's well, it's the, too, late. Yeah, it's too late. The, Either way, the Steelers yeah. is a mute point. They signed. They gave Trubisky a four-year deal, um, or, or no, two-year deal. Excuse me. Yep. But which we should talk about that. We'll definitely talk about that. This is the thing for me. I think for the Watson thing, I, I almost want to say that him not getting brought charges is going to work against him. He puffed his chest on Twitter after it came out that God was gonna. God always shows the truth and this, that, and the third, right? Don't say anything. So he kind of puffed his chest out like, I told you guys that nothing was going to come to this. I, The truth comes to light, whatever. And I don't know the details on what happened, but listen, when this is the perfect example of when there's smoke, there's fire. There's no way all these all these women are lying. Something was going down that had no business happening. But he had 28 complaints. Yes, like that doesn't happen. It just yeah. doesn't happen. Yeah, like, I, yeah it's, I, I, it's, say what you want. If there's no proof and they can't bring a case, that's fine. But 28 people don't come and, and say something happened and it didn't happen. It's just doesn't, that's not how the world works, right? So my thing is now it's almost like people are the, the court of public opinion is going to be going to hate him more because he didn't get a charge, do something. Admit he was wrong. Admit he made a massive mistake. Apologize. Take a suspension and then come back on like some second chance shit. Mm. Listen, what what do you mean? Ben Roethlisberger did it. Yeah, he, he took a suspension. First and came back. and he's white. So let's keep it real here. Mike Vick did it too, and Mike Vick has been apologizing for ten fucking years. And every time Mike Vick makes a high profile move, somebody's writing an op ed about why Mike Vick shouldn't be allowed to fucking exist still yeah, to true, this day true kill dante wilder but, to this day but <laughs> but it's a lot it's I, and obviously this will blow over as well and, and it won't be as hot but part of me feels like if he got a charge apologized did whatever he had to do got his suspension and then came back Cause he's basically he's acting like, hey, I told y'all I didn't do shit, and I, the the they just they didn't bring the charges because I didn't do anything, and now I'm back, and now I get to hand select whatever team I get to play on is what he's saying, and I think that's not going to go over so, well. and I think people are going to remember that, and it's going to be a part of, it, it's the guy that got away with murder, it's o, it's OJ, not the guy that made a mistake apologize for it and then now is working his way back you know you're what i'm put, saying you're putting a lot of stock in these apologies and people and, and paying your do, your debt to society as far as people being satisfied with that i don't i don't agree with i don't think that's the case at all and i think mike vick is the perfect example 
Mike Vick is just an extra punishment. Mike Vick, of- two years up top, came out has has apologized his 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 life away, and there was still catches flack. Yeah, I don't. He's mean- caught flack. I mean, this is about. I won't. Yeah, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah, I don't. I don't think so. I think there's still the people that have a problem with it. Sorry, what it says. The people that are going to take issue with him moving on in life will take issue with him moving on if in he, life, regardless. If he took a penalty of, or not? If he took a penalty or not? Their their minds have already been made up. They're not going to be like, "Hey, well, you know what? It, it cost him X amount of dollars. And he went to jail. Now let's let him live." It's still he's still that. You understand? Like he's still yeah. that. Mike Mike Vick is always a dog abuser, right? Like these people. That's what it is, man. Like you can't. It doesn't work that way. Like. It doesn't work that way, man. Not when not I'm about to wear my Mike Vick in Atlanta this weekend. Now you, you probably say should, that. man. Run out, run out that. Vic. I don't know, man. He was saying that funny shit about uh, who he said needs to cut his hair. I was off. I was oh, off Mike Vick. Yeah, he's cornball of the week for us, man. He's talking yeah, about someone he, needs to cut his hair and like act, be more like a be corporate more dude. white. Be more white. Yeah. I was like Mike, man. Like that. Got see Mike's yeah. out here saying shit like that now. Like Mike going all <laughs> the way. He probably voted for Trump. Like Mike is going all the way. Um. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Um. That's I, I don't know maybe, if that will satisfy just the people the way you think it will. I might I just I might just be captured in the moment a little bit, but I think <laughs> that it's he is gonna get crushed. And whatever team that he goes to better be ready. And the this is the other thing, bro. Across the whole building, you better have a coach, your media team better be ready, your yeah. PR team better be ready, the social team better be ready, because it's coming from all angles if you add Deshaun Watson. Every single week, every woman in your building is going to have an issue with this dude, but you're going to have to eat it. And I don't know who's going to do that. Who else needs a quarterback still? Cleveland. List them. They're saying that Cleveland, he's meeting with Cleveland today. So I, I think, well, I thought the best team for him to go to, but the, if the, the Texans would never make this deal is the Titans. Right. Give us back Tannehill. We get a quarterback back. Deshaun goes to a team that is ready. Right, and they get yeah. the one thing they need, which is a massive upgrade at quarterback. Because Tannehill gets you through the regular season, cannot get you through the playoffs. Uh, so I Let like me, them. Go ahead. Yeah, no. And someone else, um, I was listening to Cowherd yesterday, and he actually made a good point. He said, "Why not send him to Charlotte?" Yeah, that's and another the Panthers. Team. Yeah, absolutely. And, and everybody loves him down at that part of the country, to the southeast. Yep. He's a, it's uh he he's got some rapport down there. If and you now you get a little, you get a little more rope in those, and that's the wrong, for lack of better term. <laughs> Yeah, you, you get a little bit more leeway in that part of the yeah, there, yeah for you, sure. For sure. you get a little bit more leeway in that part of the country, definitely, man. They're a little bit more uh I don't know lenient lenient on things. Yeah, he can't yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah, you can't come to the Steelers. You definitely could never come to the Bears. They they're running you out of town. Yeah. Um couldn't go to New York or anything like that. But yeah, I think the Pittsburgh or not Pittsburgh, Carolina's a great team for them. They also owe 19 million to Sam Darnold, so I don't know what they're gonna do about that. But yeah. That, that's a good squad for him, I think. Well, the Broncos already took care of their shit. I thought Miami – Miami was the spot, but I already told you, if you got women problems, you can't on. go down to Miami. Let me ask you this. Since we always keep it 100 on no catch-up, you think if Deshaun came here, well, how would the town react? Not good. This is the wrong – this is the absolute wrong city. Yeah. Absolute what, wrong city. Even if he started throwing 45 touchdowns? Absolute wrong city. He's absolute wrong city. It, it, it was enough for us to even get a black quarterback. We can't have one with sexual assault charges. No one that, does. You know what true. the Bears are on, man. The Bears don't. The Bears don't do that. No way. As an organization, they wouldn't be able to handle that situation because the Bears stay as far away from controversy as possible. Remember, we talked about it last year. 
anytime they're embarrassed, that's when people get fired. So once Nagy and Pace start embarrassing them, boom, you get fired. When Trestman start embarrassing them, boom, you get fired. They don't they don't welcome controversy. This is the one of the oldest franchises in the NFL. It's a buttoned up organization. It's a conservative organization. They don't look for splash. They really don't. And they've never looked for splash. Like this isn't the Cowboys or someone who's going to go out. They 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 won't bring in volatile personalities, man. They had Brandon Marshall about as far as they'll go. Yeah. And you know that about the Bears. It's, it's not what they do. I was talking more about the town. And the city, no, and the city, I don't think the city would allow it either. I think this is, no. 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 <laughs> okay. I don't know. <laughs> we'll leave it there. Because... Think, about, think about your girl's reaction when she finds out the quarterback we just traded for has got 28 sexual assault accounts against him. Yeah, no, I agree with you. <laughs> you know I, mean? I, like, I agree. You come with on with you. the Sean Watson jersey, I, she might kick you out the It's just gonna listen. It's gonna be really interesting wherever he goes. And it's not just women that are gonna have the reaction. Let's be completely fair. Yeah. Men are gonna have the same reaction sure, too. It's, sure. it's 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 he's a scumbag behavior. Yeah, listen, yes. like he's a scumbag. It's exactly. disgusting behavior. I'm not really. I don't need him. I don't. Yeah, I don't want to deal with that. Yeah. Give me Russ. I know Russ has no 28 women go coming Bears. out of nowhere. Go, go Bears. <laughs> Hey, yo, babe, we're in Chicago. It's cold. <laughs> go, go Bears. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see where he lands and what, what happens there. So we'll move on that. We could talk about that for a long time because I'm also interested to see how well he plays. Yeah, it took a year off. Yeah. Like, yeah, he hasn't played. Feels, probably feels great. He ain't played in a year. So stay tuned on that. He's meeting with Cleveland today, you said? Yeah. Which if I'm Baker. So Baker, Baker, who should be preparing to sign a deal. Is about to get replaced. They, they, and they're 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 gonna it sounds like they're gonna move on from him, which Baker they, Baker's fucked up. Yep. When you have the best year of your career and beat the Steelers in the playoffs, where the, the franchise hasn't done that and eons, you get a deal. That's wasn't, it. Wasn't Baker out that game though? Didn't Baker and uh what's his face have COVID or just uh just the coach had COVID for that game, right? Um Baker won that game. I'm okay. almost positive. Yeah, unless I'm should. look that up, unless I'm tweaking, yeah, he shouldn't have showed up to but work on Monday. That was his best year of his career. <clears throat> uh, ew, he especially for a guy that's already had a rocky start. It was up, down, up. You were back up again. Yeah, you were up. Sophomore season was down. Third year was up. <laughs> you got to get a deal, dog. Back like, down. Yeah, yeah. You got to get a deal. Lock it in. So, sure. Yeah, man. I. uh that's actually not a bad move. I think Cleveland could probably bring them in too. They're so they're so they're just so hungry for a winner. Thirsty for something, yeah. They'll probably be like, fine, it's okay. Dog pound, it's all good dog, with it. Dog pounds, all good with it. <laughs> six six street, whatever that little cut is over there. All right, man. Yo, let's jump to this free agency because it's a lot to talk about. Man, we just be you know, so we already had thirty five minutes. Um, big big moves. Chiefs add Justin Reed. They need some help back there. I wonder, what do you do if you're the Chiefs? That's kind of what I, my my question about the Chiefs. They go at a safety, three-year, $31.5 million, $20 million guaranteed. He's 25 years old. He's a monster. He plays for the, the Texans mm-hmm. the last couple of years. If you guys don't know who that is, he's really, really good. And it looks like he's going to replace Honey Badger, which is a shame. But yeah. you're going to replace him, go get a younger – Cheaper. version cheaper version of that guy i don't know if he'd be cheaper but a younger version of that guy that'll be there for a long time i don't like paying safeties 10 million dollars a year but that's a is that you got is that, is that because you got you got that eddie jackson in your mouth yeah i just Can feel I like safety, safety yeah say, yeah I, I just i prioritize positions and i know safety is one of those things if you got a bad one you definitely know we all remember chris conti 
and people of people of that ilk, but uh, it's just a lot of money to give to a safety. Not quite at running back level for me, but like I just feel like you can find some uh, some cheaper help at the safety position if you do your due diligence well, other than paying a fuck ton of money. See, I don't know, man, because we didn't give Adrian Amos his money. Smash. And because they had to pay Eddie Jackson, the Chicago Bears defense was sh- has been shit ever since. Yeah, and that and that's not all the safety positions, but the reason Eddie Jackson was Eddie Jackson was because he got to run around and Adrian Amos was thumping people and playing sound ass football. True. So fair enough. That that is you got it. You miss the loss of a good one, but it's just also like when I you're when we, you're going through your books, like yeah, I mean at that point it, you couldn't have you couldn't have. You couldn't have two safeties making a combined like $20 million. You know what I mean? That's a lot of money back there when you still got to pay your corners. You still got to pay everybody else. So you had to choose one or the two, one or the other. And you yeah. chose Eddie Jackson, which at the time made sense because he was scoring a lot of touchdowns. I don't know if he's got a pick since he got paid, but. I think I, you're right. Safety's down the ladder on positions you need to pay. There's no question about that. I also think you need to be sound at a lot of different spots, man. You better have a corner. You better have good corners. You better have a nickel guy. If you don't have a nickel guy, you're getting fucked up. So remember Buster Screen? Buster Screen. You're getting shredded, right? (laughs) Busted busted screen. (laughs) Yeah. So you need to have. So I'm not mad at that. I think. Yeah, for sure. They did lose uh, Chavarius Ward, though, to the Niners, who's their best corner. Yeah. So you lose a corner, but add a safety. So you said what? What do, what, do, what do you think they should do? when you were asking that, like, what, what was your what was your overall? Yeah, like, I I just don't. What do the what do the Chiefs need? Like, they need to I run it. Like, when because you think of the Chiefs, it's like they all need right, to just win a shootout against the Buffalo. They need to win a shootout against the Buffalo Bills. That's what they need to do, right? Like, and I don't think that I don't know. I don't know what you're doing in the off season right now that addresses that issue. Because if you look at it, their year last year, remember they started off and everybody's like, "What the hell's wrong with this team?" Then they fixed the defense. They made the defense from defense mediocre solid, to, yeah. to average, solid, right? Yeah. And they took off. So I think you just need to continue that defensive work. Understand that, look, man, just it, it all revolves around Mahomes. Everything you do should be towards making Patrick Mahomes a better player and maximizing this Mahomes thing and understanding that he's he he gives you the best chance to win a bunch of ball games and prepare for that shootout against Buffalo because it's still all these other flurry of moves that happen in the AFC, to me, it's still the Chiefs and the Bills, yeah. right? So uh, you're preparing for that, and I think you just kind of go from there. So if you feel like you need to add some players on D, you need to retool some things, go for it, right? But you know me. When it comes to team building, for me, it's it's very simple. The philosophy has always been simple. Build from the trenches. Give me O-line and D-line. You can't do anything. You can give me all the best wide. Look at the Bengals. They, they had Joe Burrow had to be – incredible for them to even get past that but once the super bowl hit once it came to the fourth quarter what happened right and i get it's against donald and von miller and and true hall of fame defensive player of the year guys but their line fell apart their line fell apart it fell apart like it had been falling apart all year and you can't not address this now it's good to see i think they gave dude the guard from uh from tampa a bunch of money yesterday i know they signed another guard like they're doing exactly what they should be doing joe burrow's on a rookie deal and you have 70 million in cap space 69.5 69.5 of it should be towards the offensive line. I do not care about the rest. You Especially a, with what skill players they got. Yes. You sign a solid group of offensive linemen. You lock those guys up for, for so that their timeline matches Joe Burrow's. And you worry about the rest. And you got Chase. The rest of it, you can fill in the blanks. Joe Burrow's going to make receivers better. 
right? Good quarterbacks are going to make receivers better. Tom Brady showed you that in New England. Rodgers has shown you that in Green Bay. Get these guys protected and go from there. Brady was never on the ground in Green in uh, New England for 20 years. That was prioritized. Yeah. Had success, didn't get hurt. You want to like get the, you want to get your rant off about the Chargers doing the doing the same thing as Oh, well. it's beautiful. I love it. They just gave the cornerback uh JC Jackson from uh first off, last week they traded from for Khalil Mack. Yeah. And we talked about it. We said this is absolutely what you need to took, do. We, take we'll a take swing. all the money. No problem. Yeah, take all the money, take we a swing. It. Give us talent because our quarterback is making five million dollars this year and he's a top ten, top twelve guy. Right. Then yesterday they resigned, they signed. Yeah, could be talent wise for sure. Then they signed JC Jackson from New England, who's a stud. Hey, five years, $83 million, whatever. Give him $90 million if that's what he wants because you're not paying a quarterback. If a quarterback's not eating up 40 to $50 million of your cap, which is the new number, right? Then spend that money elsewhere. Load the fuck up. If I'm the Bears, if you're the Bears and you have Fields in the building and you believe he's that guy, load the fuck up. Load up. You draft a rookie quarterback, New England Patriots. Bill Belichick did it last year. Remember, he was just throwing money all over the place in free agency last year. He's like, look, yeah. I'm going to have a rookie quarterback. And now he even knows that's more money to throw around. Spend the money when you have the rookie quarterback. Double down on it. Take risks. Because by the time you got to pay your quarterback, those guys are off the books and you're not worried about it. But when you don't have that $40 million um, commitment in there, spend that money elsewhere and maximize on this. These rookie These quarterbacks are coming in ready to go. Two, three years, these guys are ready to go. Joe Burrow just took his team to the Super Bowl after in his third year after missing a lot of last year. Yep. So, like, if, if these if guys are – It just goes to show that the same conversation that we've had before, this is why I wanted to play Justin Fields over Andy Dalton. What are we doing? Yeah. Let's find out if why we not? have the guy. If you it, play these guys, they'll show you if they're the guy or not. Justin Herbert flat out came off the bench and showed you immediately – I'm that guy. I'm that I'm guy. Ready to go. I'm ready, ready. Russell Wilson, when he was inserted, I'm that guy. I am ready to go. So that's what I. That's why I want to play Justin Fields. It wasn't like, uh, fuck Andy Dalton type of thing. It was more yeah. like let's see if we got this guy that we think we have. Which which shapes your off season this off season because you know and hey look we'll call it we we'll call it. Fields had a lot working against him last year, also didn't play well, right? So maybe if you're the Bears, you still need to see it. But, it, but if he's in that building and you believe that he's that guy and you have, what, the $100 million in cap space the Bears have, man, you better be filling your roster with elite primetime players that are going to be able to perform as Fields gets better because those guys will elevate him. So if there's an offensive lineman on the board because that's what we need, sign him. Yesterday we signed Larry Obogohumumobi. One of these dudes who sounds like a guy that Masai <laughs> yeah. would draft for the Raptors. Um, sign him. <laughs> you understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah, Grab yeah. these guys. Take a swing. Some people said that's risky. That's fine. It's a three-year deal. You're not paying your quarterback for three years. So fine. You know what I'm saying? Like, but don't be timid. Don't don't try to slow roll this. Like the Chargers are like, fuck that. Man, uh Russell Wilson's in the division now. Okay, cool. We gotta load up. We're loading up. Give us more. Who they got more moves to make. Because we're not paying our quarterback for another two years, and Joe Burrow just took his team to the Super Bowl. And here's why we can't do the same. Here's Ryan Poles. I want to get your take on what he said. This is talking about signing big time free agents versus um, waiting for the the second wave to kind of come about. This is Ryan Poles, Bears GM. So you'll start to gather that information just with contacts. Uh, 
into that first wave, and you'll get a feel based on how you valued players once they start to trickle down and the price points come down a little bit. Because uh, at the end of the day, you're going to overpay in free agency. That's just what it is. Um, it's market price. So um, it's really through the communication uh, that you'll get an idea of when things settle down a little bit. But it's usually a couple days in. And when you talk about being a fan of second and third waves, how much of that is volume and being able to get more players in yeah. regard? Yeah, that's a, that's a big deal. I mean, we have, was it, 26, 27 free agents. So there's a lot of, of spots we got to fill. So that volume piece is important, and it really comes down to our evaluation to make sure that we're right on there. And um, the other thing, too, that I've always loved is, is usually in that volume piece, you're going to have some players that they're motivated. they got a chip on their shoulder, and they want to get back to free agency and, and go at it again, so they play with a purpose. And I've mentioned this before, but it's, it's very hard to stay super motivated you got to be a special human being to be in that first wave and keep going. You want your name etched in the stadium. That's what kind of mentality you got to have. So um, I definitely think there's a lot of good value down there. Plus, like. What are your thoughts on that? Well, first off, it's refreshing to hear a guy like actually like be honest and just talk like you listen to Pace and nagging these guys just speaking superlatives and just say all types of bullshit. Don't really say anything. He just gave you a lot of insight into his thinking right there, right? Yeah, like, he did. Look, you're always going to overpay, which is honest, right? It's the truth. You're always overpaying in free agency. Market price. Market price, yeah, right? It's not what you're worth, what somebody's going to pay you. <laughs> um, so I love that. And then, yeah, we started talking about that second and third wave because the NFL is about depth. It's it's always been about depth. You're not gonna You're not going to carry that same starting 22 that you had in week one into weeks eight or what, 18, 19 now, right? Like you're going to have injuries. And how you use that depth and how that depth performs for you is a key part to the season because guys are going to get hurt. So when you start talking about you got 30 positions to fill, it sounds like, hey, look, we got we signed three marquee guys, and that sounds great, and that and those are great for headlines, but we still got 24 spots to fill. So as we kind of wait for that second and third wave, you really got to be spot on with those evaluations because those are the guys that are going to make up the bulk of your roster, right? And I love it. Biggest thing I pulled out of it was him talking about the mentality of these some of these guys that are getting paydays. He flat out said, I like some of these second and third wave guys because they're more hungry. They're they trying to get back. Contract. They're trying to get back to free agency mm -hmm. so they can get paid. A lot of these guys that are taken at, at big time first wave deals get paid a ton of money and they taper off. And he flat out said, you have to be of a different ilk to get a huge payday. You have to want your name in, in, engraved in the side of the stadium, in the ring of honor, to continue to play ball and be motivated after you get a big-time deal. For sure. And say what you want about Khalil Mack. The motivation towards the, the, the back half of the stay in Chicago was unmotivated. And that's exactly what it looked like, and that's exactly how he played. So – I think that was the most interesting part of what Ryan Pohl said. I like these second and third round wave guys because they're hungry. They're still trying to get that payday. Yep. Those are the guys I want. I don't want the, I don't want the fat paid. I don't want to say lazy, but satisfied guys sure. that aren't as hungry as these second or third wave guys. 
Well, it's funny. You were just talking about that chief safety. So he's 25 and signs a three-year, $31 million deal, right? What happens? Three years, he's 28. He's looking for another deal. Another deal. Right? As opposed to a guy who's 28, you sign for four years and whatever it is, and he's going to be 32 by the time that's over, and he's going to be done. Or 30 um, years old. Or yeah, 31. Whatever. Right. Yeah, so, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. Your process, those second and third wave guys are absolutely more. Everybody knows the front line guys, but how you evaluate those second and third round guys and how you evaluate the mentality and what it is that they want and all that is extremely important because, yeah, those guys need to hit free agency again. Um, and you want motivated guys. So I love that he's taking at it that way. It sounds like he knows exactly what he wants. It sounds like he's going to have honest conversations with the guys. I, I like the vibe from Miss Ryan Paul's character. Um, very much. Yeah. Very much so. Because Ryan, like, again, Pace and all those, never said shit. Never say a whole said lot, anything. Say a whole lot, don't say nothing. And legit would come out and say something and then disappear for eight months. Yeah. Out of the calendar. Right. And you would never hear from him. The only, yo, the, the only time of his time in Chicago, 90% of the time I saw Ryan Pace's face was them cutting to him in a skybox on Monday Night Football. Right. Or Sunday Night Football. Right. Ryan Pace, GM of the Bears. And then they would show him in a, in a, in a press box right. drinking a bottle of water. Yeah. That was the 90, That was the majority of the time I saw Ryan Pace. Yep. He would come out and talk a bunch of nonsense in press conferences, and then he would disappear. He actually, he actually really got over. Pace? Yeah. I don't know if he got over as much as Nagy did, but. You see Nagy's crib? I guess he missed. He just missed on his quarterback. Yeah, I uh, did. With the bat, uh, what, with a, the what a what a Eric dude! That told me everything I need to know. He had his play sheets. He had his play. He had a wallpaper of his play sheets. Yeah, man. All, all those play sheets that got you fourteen points and thirteen points and nine points had those. He had a basketball court in Bears colors with an N on it. He had a locker yeah, he room wasn't messing in around. Bears colors. He was really all in. And he thought he was going to be here for thirty years. Yeah. Not, hey. The play sheet wall was the best thing. I'm not thing. mad at that. That's the mentality you got to have. None I of guess. those play sheets were good. But <laughs> you got a wall full of B, uh, you B got a wall, wall wall full of mediocre ass play sheets. A wall full of mediocre play sheets. So yeah, I thought that was funny. But yeah, no, they 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 did, man, but I'm hoping that uh and even like this Eberflus guy, man, I get it's kind of corny, but like look, dude, I think he's just like a football dude. I don't care. I don't care. We're going to find out. We'll find out. If he's going to come in here and he has the defense rocking because we know that's always going to be the foundation of Chicago Bears, fine. You know what shouldn't I mean? It's be, not, that's it's the not, issue. It's that's not his fault. Hey, it's not that's his the fault. problem, though. It shouldn't be. Sure. It shouldn't but be the foundation let's, anymore. Let's that's trust, our let's, issue. Let's, let's, let's trust the offensive shit, but let's, let's say this. It's not Eberflus' fault that Wentz folded up in that Colts game. I'm sorry, in that Jaguars game, right? So, like, oh, hey, let's yeah. see what happens. No, I, I hear you, though. I hear you. You wanted a young... You want a Shanahan type. You want the 40-year-old. I want the offensive guy. guy offensive man. I don't guy care if he was, I didn't care if he was 65. Caldwell? Bring me the dude that's bringing. Oh. You want a Jim Caldwell? Whatever. No, no, I didn't want Jim Caldwell. I made that very clear. I like Jimmy C. I like I made that very clear. But um Jim Caldwell's like Alvin Gentry. Steady hand. <laughs> yes, it is. Speaking, shout, out, shout out Alvin Gentry. Speaking of um yeah, who's our guy that coaches? Uh, oh, shout out Mike Woodson too. I, I was just literally, just, hey, that's so funny you said that. I was <laughs> literally about Mike to Woodson randomly too. say, shout out Mike Woodson. I saw him in Indiana. Yeah. This shout out of Indiana. Woodson. Shout out Mike Woodson. Go to still strong. Yeah, you can't kill Mike Woodson. Suit game still, suit game still impeccable. Shout out Mike. Woodson. <laughs> you ever see that picture of Mike Woodson where he had the uh, the shirt that had the indentation for like the watch, like his watch band was in his shirt, 
like this part right here, uh -uh. the little cuff. Oh my god, G. Shut up. I gotta find this. Yeah, Shout find it. Send it to you. Shout out, Mike. What's this? Salute. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about Trubisky real quick, man. Because it's really funny as Chicago. I'll speak for myself. It's really funny as Bears fan, a Bears fan, to see Trubisky getting all the love that he's getting. And I say that because obviously a lot of people around the country haven't seen him play as closely as us. Mm -hmm. And I'm hearing media members, big people on big stages say, you know, he went to the Pro Bowl. He led the team to the playoffs. And I'm hearing that narrative. And I'm like, he had very little to do with all of that. Secondly, and I want to be clear, I'm not rooting against Trubisky at all. I, I, I don't care if he does well or not. But it is funny to see him getting a ton, a ton of love. Let's just say what it is. I think people are saying that. It's almost, from what I'm hearing, people are saying that this guy's actually really good. This is a steal. I haven't seen any of that. So let's call it what it is and say we're taking a chance on a guy that could potentially been in a really bad situation in Chicago and has um, an upside that maybe he's better than a lot of people have seen. And maybe people in Buffalo said that. Maybe, um, you know, he's being evaluated differently in a different scheme. Fair. But don't try to sell me on this guy led team to the playoffs and he went to the playoffs two of his four years as a starter and it was a pro bowler. Like, get real here. Let's say what it is. They're taking a chance, and let's see what comes of it. It's it's a Sam Darnold experiment. Oh God! In, in, in the that Panthers. is so that is so disrespectful. All no, right. no, no. In, in Charlotte, it's the same thing though. They didn't. No, it's not. No, it's not. Darnold is. What Darnold, do you mean? It's the exact same. Darnold, Mitch Trubisky has much better film than Sam Darnold. Let's let's keep it. Let's it's keep it completely real much, here. Much better film, huh? I think Trubisky's film is better than. Have you ever watched Sam Darnold play football? Yeah, it's, it's not. It's it's it's, he, it's he's different. shown. He's shown he, he's shown zero. He he couldn't even back into a Pro Bowl. He's shown <laughs> flashes just like Trubisky has shown flashes of being I, I, a solid I, quarterback. I take many a chances on Trubisky over Sam Darnold. I can't, can't co-sign to that. It's actually the exact same situation. Sam Darnold was under Adam Gase. Everyone said Adam Gase is garbage. That's yeah. the reason why Sam Darnold wasn't doing anything. He needs another opportunity to get a chance to start in the NFL. It's the exact same narrative around Trubisky. He yeah. was stuck under Matt Nagy. He, Different player. We didn't see. We didn't see the the guy that could potentially be a really good quarterback because he was stuck under Matt Nagy. Let's give him so, another opportunity. Here's a new contract, just like they gave Darnold in Carolina, and we'll see what he could do in Pittsburgh. It's the exact well, same Darnold, thing. Darnold, they just picked up his fifth-year option. That's all they did, and the fifth-year option was at $19 million. So they didn't get a new deal. It's fifth-year option, $19 million. No, no, no. He got a new deal when he went no, to Carolina. No, he didn't. When he, he got, they picked no, up. No, go was, look it up. When he, left he was traded to Carolina. Listen, he was traded to Carolina after his third year in New York. His fourth year was the fourth year of his rookie deal. Fourth year of his rookie deal was this year in Carolina. Carolina picked up that fifth-year option. The fifth-year option is $19 million. Don't you remember before the year last two years ago, the Bears declined Trubisky's fifth-year option? Yeah. Well, Trubisky they, was a free agent. It's different. Trubisky signed a one-year deal with Buffalo. Uh, Darnold was traded, and after he was traded, they picked up his option for $19 million. Trust me, I've, I've done the research on the Sam Darnold contract because I, I, I once once I saw that he was making that money, I had to figure out how that happened, and that's exactly how it happened, which is why he's making more money than Trubisky. 
Um, regardless, we don't need to spend ten well, minutes. Yeah, on, you're on, right. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. But either way, I'm gonna say this, right? It's the same thing, though. For the past four years, we have come on here and absolutely killed everything related to Matt Nagy, whether it be his game plans, whether it be his press conferences, whether it's his handling of the quarterbacks, his development of the quarterbacks, his refusal to do what the quarterbacks do well, right? Sure. So we can't do all that. And then, and I'm not saying you're saying this, but for people that are, we can't do all that and then turn around and be like, hey, man, Mitch is a fucking bum, right? Yeah. Because in reality, we just saw Matt, uh, Matt Nagy botch another young quarterback. And we don't think Fields is a bum yet, right? We're not there yet. So we can't do that and not give Trubisky some benefit of the doubt. And I said this on Twitter yesterday. Mitch Trubisky has his flaws. And there are lots of them. There are lots of things that he doesn't do well. There are lots of areas that he needs to improve on, right? And a lot of that is within himself that he needs to work on. At the same time, I really believe that he had a head coach that for three out of their four years together was actively working against him. We saw that first year what Mitch did well. If you ran the game plan the right way, you could get some things out of him. The kid was extremely athletic. Right, he, he was really athletic. He could run. He could move around the pocket. He could extend plays. He could make some throws, right? A lot of deep ball accuracy issues, things like that, but could make some throws. You could scheme around him. The next year after seeing that, Nagy literally changed the entire offense to not highlight his athleticism and tried to turn him to a traditional pocket passer and really tried to do that over the course of the next two seasons, which really ruined the kid. Then benched him in the middle of the game for no real reason, for fucking Nick Foles, who he really, 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 really wanted to play, right? Brought in new quarterbacks, never really, like, I mean, they trade. It wasn't for no reason. Whatever. He didn't, he didn't bench him for no reason. Yeah, not for no reason, but you're, terrible. you're bringing in Foles, who played worse. Who literally, literally played worse. Nick Foles, the weeks that Foles was at quarterback was some of the worst quarterbacking I have ever seen in my life, and I've seen bad quarterbacking, right? So, again, understand that Mitch has a lot of flaws, and there's a lot of shit he needs to work on. But also understand that Matt Nagy, as we progress further along through the Nagy era, how bad and toxic he really was, Mitch deserves that another chance. I'm not sitting here saying he's a, he's a legitimate pro bowler. I'm not sitting here saying he's going to lead you to the Super Bowl. I'm not saying he's a Hall of Famer. But what I am saying is the best thing that he could have possibly done was get out of that situation, go to Buffalo, get around some good coaching, rebuild his confidence, understand what a functional organization looks like, right? Not an organization that in its illustrious history has never been able to have a quarterback, but a functional organization that prioritized developing a young quarterback, what that looks like, and then moving on to another organization that is the model of stability in the NFL and a head coach that is the model of stability in the NFL. He's going to be going to an environment in which he's going to be nurtured, in which he's going to be developed, in which they're going to try to do things that work for him. That wasn't the case here in Chicago. So with that being said, for two years, $14 million and the ability and another $13 million in incentives, I am a thousand percent taking a swing on Mitch Trubisky, especially when you have Darnold's and Bridgewater's and Fitzpatrick's and all these guys that are starting for 30% of the teams in the league. I told you last year, I didn't understand why Trubisky didn't get a job as a starter. I've been saying that for a year. 
And I watched every single Mitch Trubisky game and hated most of them. So I get it. But at the same time, man, I'm not going to sit here and be like, yo, this guy's a complete bum and can't be salvaged because he had a head coach that gave up on developing him. Just like you had a head coach that gave up on developing fields a week after drafting him. So we can't sit here and ignore all that, man. Like, we can't sit here and act like none of that shit happened. It all happened. He tried to sabotage him. And that is what it is. So hopefully the year away helped him out. I, I, and I will say I am pulling for the kid, to be completely honest with you. I want him to do well. I never thought Mitch was a bad guy. No, like, there have been people who I do not like and don't want to do well. And I never got that from Mitch. I just feel like eventually he was caught in a shit situation and he wasn't good enough to pull himself out of it. And yeah. maybe that'll change now. Again, I don't think he's going to be a pro bowler or a Hall of Fame or anything like that. But do I think he could be serviceable? It's tough to win games in the NFL. And he has won games in the NFL. Regardless of who he's playing around, regardless of how many touchdowns the defense is scoring, you I can also have quarterbacks that lose games. See Tannehill Ryan. I get it. Guys like this, they lose no, games. Tannehill Ryan is, yeah, don't, yes. Um, I get and, it. Okay. I get it. I understand what you're saying. But don't try to sell me on a narrative that this guy led his team to the playoffs. You're taking a chance on a guy because there's not a lot of options out here. Yeah, for sure. It's not that, like let, let's no, say no, what it no is. No good, no good. This is what's happening. In. Yeah, yeah. This guy is athletic. Has shown some flashes. Was in a really bad situation, so they're giving him a, an opportunity to play. I, I'm hearing a lot of other shit like this guy led his team to the playoffs in two or four years, went to the Pro Bowl, and. He's way better than Carson Wentz and all this other shit. That's cat. He's way better than Carson Wentz. He's not. Are are you out of. Yo, listen. Carson Wentz is bad. Carson. He's not way better. They might be on the same same level. Carson Wentz is awful. Carson Wentz has no good film until 2017. (laughs) We're still holding on to his almost MVP season where he got hurt and the team won the Super Bowl without him. People are holding on to that. I've never seen anything like it. This guy's been been guilty of bringing that up. Oh, my God. It's like like fucking fine wine how much the season has aged for him. It's like amazing. Do you remember Carson Wentz in 2017? Talk about the year he got replaced? But let's be serious. And the game plan was solid enough to win with Nick Foles? I don't think that was Carson Wentz. He sucks. He stinks. Watch the fucking film on Carson Wentz. I never want to hear his name again. Yeah, no, that's a fact. I agree with you. Like, I and I and I put my neck out there for Carson Wentz multiple times. Yeah, you have. I never he get is, it. He is sucks. Yeah, he stinks. Sucks. I'd rather take. I'd rather take Trubisky for seven million a year than Carson Wentz for twenty eight. Yeah, but but you still can't say the you like. Let's see how he plays. You still can't come out here and say Trubisky's head and shoulders better than man. The last time I saw Mitchell Trubisky play, he was ass. Yeah, last time I saw so, Carson Wentz play, he was ass. That's fine. That's, they, they both asked me. <laughs> yeah, okay. So until further notice, that's all I'm saying. So I'm I'm looking forward to see how that shakes out. But I'm gonna tell you this: he's gonna be a lot better than Ben Roethlisberger was last year. Absolutely. Especially, and they're gonna have a lot. Uh, they, they're gonna have. A, I, don't, I wouldn't say way better than Ben, but they're gonna have. A, they're gonna. The offense is a lot more flexible. A lot more play action. A lot more rollout. You couldn't do. Any of that stuff. With and they ben won games last year with Roethlisberger being done, cooked, fried. Yeah. You talk about gotten it, no more skill, gone. Yeah, done. Done. Like, washed. literally done, cooked. Washed, folded. Washed, folded. Away in the uh, fucking put back in the fucking the laundry bag. <laughs> they drop off at the crib. Whole thing done. Yeah, whole thing done. You understand done. what I'm trying to tell you? Dusted. Yeah. Sawdust. Yeah. So, yeah, he's absolutely an upgrade for them at the quarter. The only thing that you had with Roethlisberger was – 
a wealth of knowledge, right? So, yeah. but I don't know what that was doing for you on the football field. It's I, a great spot for Trubisky. I honestly yeah. think you couldn't pick up. You're again, you're going. It's hard to. It's hard to fathom the differences in the two organizations as far as stability and understanding what they're these are two of the oldest organizations in the NFL two of the most storied franchises in the NFL two organizations that could not be any different yeah the Steelers have had three head coaches in 60 years the Bears have had six and six seven eight I don't even know we've had my whole lifetime I've had 10 head coaches yeah this I team, think yeah yeah I think it'll be interesting to see uh Steelers have never been bad it's just yeah, they've never been bad. That's, they've that's never been bad. Been. Mike Tomlin refuses to. They should have. They should have been one in sixteen this year. Yeah, they should have. Tom, Tom been was really just bad. like, nope, nope, not gonna do that. No, nope, yeah. we're just getting the playoffs. Like it's it's kind of crazy. So yeah. So, yeah Tomlin and Nagy happens. couldn't be. Tomlin and Nagy couldn't be any different. Yeah, the complete opposites. For sure. Complete. Complete opposites. Complete yeah. opposites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. So well, there's. There's not a lot of quarterback jobs. There's not a lot of quarterbacks out yeah. here. I understand him getting a, a an opportunity. Get more money. And it's and only we'll, a two year deal. What a great that's a great move for them. Well, great move for I him. Mean, if he's yeah. great, if he's great after year one, cool. I'll take a new contract. I think the two year the two year thing is like, hey, we're showing a, 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 a little bit of a commitment to you being the starting guy. We can't give it. You can't give your starting quarterback. You can't say in the same breath, "I want you to be the starting quarterback," and then give him a one year deal. It just yeah. doesn't work that way. And right? if you're so, Mitch, if you're Mitch, you're not signing a four or five year deal because like, if I'm good, right. I'm locked in at five years, exactly. way below market value. Exactly. So, so give, give me some me a cash two for year two deal. years. Yeah, and we'll talk about this next summer. If I'm good, if I'm not good, you can cut me. And if yeah. I'm good. Let's let's, let's talk let's about chat. a new. If it's if I'm good, you won't see me in the summer until I have a new deal. Yeah, exactly. I need I need a deal. I need a deal. <laughs> <laughs> get, All right, let's move on. Get a, I need, get a deal. I need a deal. I need I need a we deal. should make some shirts. Hey, this is Mitchell. I uh, need a deal. I need a deal. <laughs> <laughs> Played well last year. Deal. Uh, deal. Hey. All right, let's move over to the NBA real quick, man. Before does Lamar we have a deal hours. yet? Is this the Lamar Jackson deal? Lamar check? Jackson does not have a deal yet. Okay. Um, he needs doing? a deal, though. Man, what? Lamar needs a deal. I don't know where Lamar makes his offseason home. Probably somewhere in Florida, and I, I'm not leaving Florida. Lamar until, better tell him to deal. call. You better call Watson. I'll have a right, deal. You better call soon. Deshaun if I ain't got a deal. Deshaun, I seen RG RG three still in the booth. Y'all want to bring him back? He's available. Yeah, I heard. I need a deal. I need a deal. Where's <laughs> deal? What's going on here? Plus our Kyler Murray and out yeah, here. Yeah, to Kyler Murray. <laughs> you, you about to get a memo in, Kyler here in a said, second. Kyler said it with all caps. <laughs> <laughs> you about to get a memo uh, here in a second. Y'all keep messing around. I don't have a deal, I'm not showing up this year. I just saw Aaron Rodgers get a $150 million direct deposit. I need something similar. I'm a, hey, I'm a 20, I'm a 20, what, 26-year-old MVP? <laughs> hey, listen. I'm not, putting the, I'm, year old I'm, I'm not putting the headband back on until I have a deal. <laughs> and you, know, and you know I don't play without the headband, so let's go. Yeah, Raven Flock. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I need a deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to the NBA. Last night, Cat drops a a sixty ball. Carl. He had thirty two in the third quarter. I watched the second half of the third quarter. He was going crazy. It's going. It's going bananas. <laughs> he he kind of he's not Embiid, but he was looking like Embiid last night. Like he was doing everything he wanted. He was shooting jumpers. He was at the, he was at the cup and mind you, the Spurs aren't very good and they don't have a big that can answer him in any way. Shape, they or really, form. they really don't like, Por yeah. like Jakob Porto, Porto was a good defender has zero chance against Carl Anthony. Yeah. Jones. So <clears throat> that's, that's where we're at on that. So 
You said what? You, a lot of people don't like cat, and yeah. what, I like. I've had people. People have hit me like, "Yo, dude's just an odd weirdo, dude. I don't like him." Like, just flat out said that. Where are you yeah. at with Carl Anthony Towns? His game is there, though. Say yeah. what you want. I think more is people don't really like him as a guy, well, but his and, game is there. And, and Jimmy didn't help that, right? Like Jimmy's just been punking yeah, him Jimmy left and right, him, yeah. punked him on the court, told him told him on the court last year already punked your bitch ass. Like so, like that yeah. shit doesn't add, and Cat didn't do nothing about it, right? Yeah. So like that that kind of adds to it. And I've always had the beef with Towns, and I talk about this all the time with Bigs. I don't like Bigs that can't get big, right? Who don't understand that. I am bigger than everybody, I'm stronger than everybody, and I'm more skilled. And I talk about it with Joe all the time, right? Embiid at some point in the last couple of years, maybe it was after Shaq and them called him out. And remember Shaq was like, yo, you should be scoring seven points a corner of GP. Like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Like, get off real, the bus. Yeah. Real shit. Shaq might have woke him up. Yeah, he's like, like, what are you you're doing? You're not in shape like that. You need yeah. to get in better shape. You should be scoring 30 a night. Yeah. And, 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 and what did Joe say? He didn't get mad. He's like, you know what? You're right. You're right. And what has he done since then? Score 30 a night and take your head off when he's yeah. playing basketball. We talked about this last he's week. He's a killer right Takes now. your head. No no shame, no nothing. I'm coming in here to inflict pain on the opponent. If, I'll give it to you however you want it. You know what I mean? But I'm going to leave here with 30 plus. I'm going to leave here with a bunch of boards and most likely we're going to get the W. And I felt sometimes watching Cat, the skill level is, is there. His skill is undeniable. He's extremely talented. He's one of the best shooting big men we have ever seen in this league. Call it what you want to. For a seven-footer with a with he a versatile offensive game, he can really – I mean, just won the three-point contest. He can actually shoot that thing. So I don't have a problem with him shooting seven threes a game. What I have a problem is that sometimes you watch a game with him and he doesn't look like the best player on the floor. You never watch an Embiid game and say, I, I, where's Embiid? Is he even playing right now? You will watch Cat yeah. for five-minute stretches. And it's like, oh, he's out there, but he's not doing shit. It's kind of like Booch and some of these other guys, right? You got it. Per- and a perfect example is that if you watched the game last night, he scored 32 points in the third quarter. Yeah. Didn't score in the fourth until there was like three minutes left, I think. Right. So he kind of just. And this is like, on a 60-point night. He, he had 56 he, through three. He had 56 through three. He could have scored 70. Yeah. And he kind of just disappeared in that big stretch of time just to kind of compliment what you were saying. Exactly. So, and again, so like, and I've watched, I watch a lot of Timberwolves, right? I like that team. It's a fun team to watch. Offensively, they're like absurd. Defensively, it's the exact opposite. Don't give me the, people keep trying to talk about their defensive statistics, like they're 12th in the league in D. I don't give a fuck what the numbers say. Watch it with your eyes. They gave up 139 to the Spurs last night. Especially recently. Yeah, like their defense is awful. So I think they, they they force a lot of turnovers and things like that, but that's just by the nature of how they play. They play extremely fast. They have just have so much offensive talent. It's it's breathtaking. But every game's a track meet with them. Um. So yeah, and there's just times where it just seems like he's not out there. And I feel like your best players, you just gotta you gotta feel them. Like if you're that dude, I'm supposed to feel when you're out there. Even if you're not scoring or you're having an off night, you're doing things to kind of help. And Cat kind of disappears. With that being said, since the break. Over the last couple weeks, second part of this season, he has been hooping. He has been hooping. That team is 10 games over 500. Nobody saw that coming, right? My boy Ant-Man, love him, has not been playing well, right? Um, But it doesn't matter because Cat's been balling out of his mind. So I got I to gotta give him credit 
just like I had to with Book. The Book situation is a little different because that team was a lot better last year. But I'll give, just like I'm going to give slander when slanders do, I'll give credit where credit's due. Carl Anthony Towns has been balling as of recently. He's got his team winning. And he's showing up and playing, and that's all I ask for, man. Don't disappear. Be that guy. Understand your power. Understand your skill. Understand what you bring to the table. And take that mentality every night. Can you do that on a Tuesday in Sacramento? You know what I mean? Like, that's what it's really about. Um, And just keep that mentality. So maybe he's good. He's got his girl. You know what I'm saying? His girl's out here with him. He's feeling good with Jordan Woods. Maybe she's giving the motivation that he needs. And I'm not downplaying (laughs) the things that he went through either. I feel like People He's don't want to. People don't want to go into him because of some of the things that he's been through, and I understand that. But I had the same thought about Cat three years ago, right? Yeah. So like, this isn't. This isn't. Has nothing to do with that. I understand the mental shit that he's gone through, and I could not imagine. Uh, 60, just, 60, yeah. 17 boards, three assists on nineteen of thirty-one, seven eleven from the tray, fifteen to sixteen from free from free throw line. Too. Yeah. So, look, man, keep it up. But yeah. you can do that. You can't go for 60 every night, but you should, just like they told Joe, you should be putting up 30 in your sleep. You should wake up with 30. 30 is the standard for me. Yeah. Right? If I get 30, my team has a chance, but I can't have 21. You know what I mean? I got to go for 30 every night. I'm going to tell you this, too. One of my favorite players in the league is DeJounte Murray. Oh, he's awesome. He is so good. And he was, and we, we saw it loading up, right, before he got the ACL. Like, this dude is nice, man. This is, like, such a pop guy. Like, pop yeah. was kind of bringing him along, like, letting him run the team a little bit. He blew his knee out, and now he took a full year off, got back healthy, and now he is just – it so comes good. to him very easily, it looks like. Yeah. Super big, long frame. He had 30 on and 12 assists last night, four boards, but he's runs 20, that 21, entire eight, He's ever 21, 8, and 9. Yeah, like he'll yeah. he's an, he'll be an all star next year, and yeah, and that's a perfect it, piece for them to build around. Yeah, exactly right, man. Dejounte Murray is a beast. So and don't let out. them and don't let them get some players in the building over there. Okay, just how just, many years Pop got left though, man? He he. Well, remember his wife? Of, remember his wife passed away, so I don't think yeah. he's really got as much he to retire. He retired. wants to stay around. Yeah, he's probably yeah. gonna stay coaching. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So who knows? But I mean, hey. Another team that's like, even when they're bad, like they should be a lot worse than 26 and 42. Um, but tough out, right? But yeah, it, it's over. Yeah. For now. But you got a good young piece, so we'll see what they do. But yeah, with Cat, man, that, that, that's just my piece on him. He really uh, has been hooping, absolutely. But at the same time, man, I want to see it every night. Now we know you can do that. And don't show me two weeks of this and then go back to this. You understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It's, it's go time now. You're ramping up for the playoffs. This team's in a good position. You guys are winning over He's there. He's got to call up and beat. Yeah, you guys are seventh. Get out that. You're close to getting out of that play-in. Yeah, call no, it. No, Joe, Joe, doesn't, Joe doesn't like them. They don't get along. But but you know what I mean. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah Joe, like, doesn't, go. Joe called him a bitch. Remember Joe was like, Jimmy yeah. told me about you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's his guy. You a bitch, Joe. Well, I, think, I think Jimmy hit his chick when they were in the same team or something like that. Like, Jimmy pulled some dog shit. I think Jimmy's just different. Yeah, well, Jim, if Jimmy doesn't rock with you, he like he would never do that to Tyler Hero. He loves Tyler no, Hero. Tyler Hero loves, never t- never touches. Chicken. Yeah, like he if he doesn't rock with you, he just doesn't rock with you. That's just yeah. what it comes down to. That's why that's why Jimmy's Jimmy. You know what I'm saying? I love Jimmy. So shout out Jimmy. Uh, yo, let's talk about the Bulls really quick because well, yeah, you got to take. I don't even know if it's hot or not, but I like go down the list, bro. 
Go down the list in the East. Yeah. Are the Bulls better than Boston? Absolutely not. Bulls right now are fourth in the East. Are the Bulls better than Boston? Absolutely not. Boston Boston's playing really well, but let's I need to see sustained because Boston has the ability to fold up. Listen, we've bro. seen it. We've seen Sust- it. They've seen been it. sustained the last two months. They've been sensational. Yeah, in the first two months, in the, the first in the first two months they were poo. Best D in the league, and Tatum is going crazy. Yeah, Jalen's now healthy as well. They they are really good. The Bulls can't fuck with them right now. Period. Point blank. You know, Boston put they got a Shamar Moore looking buddy out there coaching very well. So man. obviously, like we have Miami, <laughs> Milwaukee, Philly, Boston. They're all better than the Bulls. Are the Bulls better than Cleveland? Right now, right on par with Cleveland. Okay, are they better than Toronto? Look, man. You, you, <laughs> hey, listen. I, I, can I give you some? Can I give you some credit on something real quick? Can I give you some credit on something real quick? Sean was on Nick Nurse before anybody. Yeah, I'm telling you. You were on Nick Nurse like early in that year before they even won the championship. You're like, yo, this coach they got in Toronto, like this guy's different. He's legitimate. Legitimate. I was watching it. <laughs> but I think it was three years ago now. But I'm like, wait a second. Well, first off, I knew something. I knew someone saw something because I trust uh, Masai. Masai, the and he moved. Guy. And he moved off Dwayne Casey after he had the best year of his career. Coach of the year, best record in the East. So I said, we got a brother firing another brother. <laughs> yeah, real talk. To go to this white dude, Nick Nurse, who's and, and when I say white dude, I mean he's a prototypical coach looking dude. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So I was already paying attention as that happened. And then I'm wa- I watched them very closely that whole year. And I'm like, bro, I watched like 15 games, first like 20 games of the year. I'm like, yo, He's this guy Nick this. Nurse is very, very good. He was making adjustments. He was calling timeouts right when they needed. His rotations were crazy. I'm like, yo, this guy is really good. So I don't know. Right now, the Bulls are three games out of the seven. Mm-hmm. With two of those three teams really playing well that they're in front of. Yes. And Boston and Toronto and like, Brooklyn. Exactly. Well, yeah, I should say that. They're they're two games out of the six. They're, they're probably not going to go to the – how many games are left? What do we got? Not very many. Four, 14. Yeah. So, I mean <laughs> – and, and I also tweeted out earlier in March, I said the Bulls march – is a gauntlet and we have one win in the month and that's against the pistons and they gave us fits a lot of problems we almost lost that game got smacked last night if 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 it wasn't for the pistons just having no one to go to at the end of the game yeah they have nobody then the bulls will the bulls lose that game the bulls were getting beat up the whole game and then damar and the gang pulled them out at the end like they have like like yeah. he's been all year the Pistons but, are, are are what I call a Cabo team, right? These teams that pretty much half the players got one foot in Cabo they're, they're or Central Bay or somewhere gone. else. Yeah, they're gone, right? So you should not let's say Sacramento Cabo team. Exactly. Quick flight. Yep, I'm out of here. I'm so out of here. <laughs> I will say this: Sabonis was playing hard last night. He looks he always like, does. Yeah, and he he was trying to get the guys, you know, rocking, and they did. They beat up on the Bulls. I feel bad but, for him, man. He goes from a not good team to a really fucking awful yeah, team. Yeah. What a dumb trade. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that they're, they're, I guess they're, they're buying into the Fox and Sabonis combo. But before we get too far off course, what I'm saying is 
We're not playing better than the top five teams in the East. Yep. That's Boston, Philly, Milwaukee, and Miami. We're probably on par, and we're probably on par with Cleveland, Toronto right now. And then we have Brooklyn. Yep. And all like, they, they're not they're not incapable of going on a run. We're not playing, we're not playing better than Brooklyn. No. We're on par with Cleveland and Toronto and not playing better than Brooklyn, especially when they're at full strength. We, we haven't played well since the break. Let's call it like it is. We have yeah. not played well since the break at all. And, and and it's been a problem all year where we'll go on our big runs and then lose a few in a row, but we've always been able to kind of get back on it. They look lifeless right now. I mean, last night, I don't know how you give up 70 points in the first half to the Sacramento Kings. Like our defense is non-existent at this point. Our defense is completely non-existent at this point. We can't – Caruso's back, great. We can't guard anybody. I don't know – I don't think Zach is healthy at all. I think Zach's knee is a bigger issue than you think. I think if this is the offseason, Zach's getting the surgery. Um, but he's eligible for a Supermax, so he's not going to do that. Right? You know I think, what else I think he's hurt? making a business decision right now. He got hurt. He got hurt before the break. Wanted to play in the All-Star game. Edder, Edder's been on that, too. Edder's he's been hurt. saying that. He's like, yo, Zach doesn't look right. Zach he doesn't look, like look right good. at all. He's hurt. So, and I don't know where the team would be without Ayo DeSumo. Me neither. Like, for for us to be getting the production and minutes and energy out of him as a rookie, he, he that's almost like a guy we weren't even expecting to be around, and he's been a major piece. That, and that's what I'm saying. Like, you're lucky that that has worked out for you. Because we would, yeah. yeah. We needed him. Like, we guys playing 38 minutes a night. <laughs> no, like, for real. Like, 38 you know minutes saying? a night. Like, the Zoe injury... Really, that Lonzo Ball injury, how massive that was for us, right? Because of how much he does for us defensively. And remember, what we were doing in the beginning of the year, the Bulls were playing with pace. Like, Lonzo gets the ball. Stacey King would talk about all the time. Looks up. Give me the ball. I'm looking up. I'm looking ahead. I'm going to push it, right? So that helps on the fast breaks. That helps with Caruso and Ball playing the passing lanes, creating turnovers. Like, all these fun things that the Bulls were doing, they're not doing anymore. And now it's just become... Hey, uh, Demar, like, yo, fucking go bail be a hero. Bail, bail us out. It is a lot of stand around and watch Demar Derozan and hope that he's having one of those nights. And in the fourth quarter, he's money. It's not what we were doing at the beginning of the year. It's not playing the passing lanes. It's not getting up and down the floor. It's not playing this high pressure defense, right? Like all that shit has kind of gone away. And it's just, oh, we have Demar and he's having a really good year. Here's the ball, create. Yeah. Which he's not gonna say no. But it's not it's not sustainable, man. Like, it, so yeah, it, it's the, yeah, it's tough. The take was I they they have a legitimate. I think the Bulls have a chance, a legitimate chance to be in the plan, and that's obviously where you don't want to be. Um, but I think like the top three or four is definitely sealed up. Boston's gonna catch us for the four, and then we're gonna be dealing with Cleveland for the six, and then if shit gets really ugly. And Brooklyn and Toronto go on a crazy run. We have a legitimate chance to be the seven. So don't be surprised if we're scratching and clawing to stay at the six with a real legitimate slot to stay to go to the seven. And with I'll, the rest of the month too. The rest of the month is a is a, is a torture chamber. And I'll tell it to you like this: the only one of these I don't I don't want to see Toronto in a one game play, and I'll tell you that right now. Like zero part of me want to see that. Yeah. Um, maybe Cleveland, sure. Atlanta, sure, they don't defend anybody. We play well against them. Um, I don't know. Trey Young gives us problems. Charlotte is a mixed bag. But, like, yo, we don't want to fall into that Toronto, Brooklyn, 
playing type situation because it, it, it's not going to be sweet for us. Listen, and I'm tripping. Both have two wins. They beat uh, the, they beat the Cavs for two in a row the other night too. So they just beat the Cavs. Um, uh, that is true. But we've but, but we've lost six to ten. Yeah, we've lost six to ten. And then our next game is we we're at Utah. That's an L. I'm gonna tell you right now. Then we go to Phoenix. That's an L. I'm gonna tell you right now. Then we're at home against the Raptors. We can. That's a winnable game. Then we, but then we go to Milwaukee. Not with, the way, not with the way the Raptors are playing. That's what the I'm Raptors saying. Won, Raptors won four straight, one six to ten. Yeah. Yeah. So and the Raptors Scott are Young. very are very good on the road. Raptors are better on the road than they are at home. Twenty one so, to fifteen. But like, listen to the next stretch, man. Scotty Barnes. Yeah. Sh- hey. Shout out real Scotty talk. Shout out Scotty Barnes. Playing. Scotty Barnes is nice. Yeah, man. Utah, Phoenix, Toronto, Milwaukee. Then you got to go to New Orleans. Hopefully CJ is not playing, but stay tuned there. Then we have the Cavs on the road. Then we go to the Knicks on a Monday night, which is that's that's should be a W. Really and then so. we play the and then we play the Wizards. And then we uh, then we're in Washington. And then we we close out the month at home against the Clippers. Sure. I mean, those are that's a lot of tough tough games, especially with how they're playing at the moment. It doesn't and get it, it doesn't get and it doesn't get easier in, in April. We open hey. April with the Heat, the Bucks, the Celtics. Well, and here's the thing. As the other top Eastern Conference teams are now really rounding into form, like I said with Milwaukee all year, don't worry about their regular season. They were kind of bullshitting, and we're just going to turn it on at the end of the year. They've done that. They've won 7 of 10. Miami's won 7 of 10. Philly's won 7 of 10. Boston's won 7 of 10, right? So, like, these teams are rounding out into form, and we're going backwards. That's a problem. Like, this is the wrong time to, like, not be – you should be playing your best ball of the year right now. Like it's crucial that you're playing like this March. Yeah, the limp into the, the limp into the playoffs is never good. It's, it's never worked for anybody. The, the perfect example is last year. Remember uh, Atlanta, trash for most of the year, right? McMillan takes over. They get hot. They steam into the playoffs and yep. take it all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yep. And this is a team that had no business being there. Beat the Knicks. Right? Beat Philly. Yep. Yeah. So when you start looking at again Milwaukee, Miami, Philadelphia, who are all hitting their stride right now, both the Bull and Boston. But the Bulls are going the other direction. That's not good. That's not good because these teams you've already said are better than us, right? And they're playing with momentum. Man, you don't want to see these guys. And they got the the playoff vets are on these teams. Man, come on, Miami's got. We talked to you about Kyle Lowry before. You know the deal. He's an NBA champion. Milwaukee. They showed you last year when Giannis activates playoff mode. Forget about it. Philly, lots to prove, man. Boston, dynamic. Jalen Brown took Maxi Kleber's soul. Yeah, he punched him. He punched him in the face, then dunked that on him. Was vic- <laughs> that was vicious. Yo, <laughs> you, if you haven't seen that flush, go look that up. He, he, yeah, that was vicious. Those are bro. folks playing with confidence. Tatum out here going for 40, 50 a night. Come on now. Like, and they're so, playing yeah. D. Robert, but, yo, Robert Williams is a beast. Uh, what do they call him? Uh, Time Lord? Yeah, Yo, Robert, Time Robert, Lord. Shout out Time Lord. Shout out Time Lord. <laughs> like, Robert Williams is a beast. We know about Marcus Smart. Yeah, they look really good, man. They look good, and like, and, yeah, and, and we killed them early in the year. So, but I'm I'll like, be the fact that we were talking about if they're going to make the playoffs. I'm like, yeah, they look, roster, they look the terrible. Fact that we're even talking about this is ridiculous. But well, they, they seem to have figured something out. It seems like finally Tatum and Brown look like they're being they're happy playing together. Yeah, and like Tatum has kind of assumed that 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 super alpha role, and Brown's fine with it. Hey, it's all good. We'll figure it out. Um, Marcus Smart still takes poorly timed three-pointers at the end of the game that I don't understand. <laughs> he took one the other day and I lost my mind. 
yeah. lost my mind. I couldn't believe it. I was like, I, I cannot believe he took that shot. Yeah. Um, but overall, yeah, playing well, man. So you wanna you wanna be facing up not the, the, around this time, not down. And that's kind of where we are. At the same time, I'm still happy. You know what I mean? I'm still I'm still satisfied with this Bulls season. It's way more than I thought it was gonna be. And 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 you know, kind of regardless of what happens, I'll uh, I'll feel good. But at the same time, we get bounced in the play, and I don't know how I feel. So yeah, I might just be saying that. I might just be trying to sell myself on the fact that I'm not as emotionally invested we as get I am. We the playing, and we get smoked by Toronto or something. Yeah. That should be ugly. Well, I guess the other thing is too because this team is kind of built for right now. Like it's not like we got a whole bunch of young pieces that's like, oh yeah, we'll be right back next year. It's, it's like our young pieces are Kobe, yeah. Pat Williams, who hasn't played. Like, but it's really a, a veteran team. Yeah. Let me ask you this, man, because I was talking to a couple different people. Yeah. And for those who are listening, I think this is a really interesting spot. Right now, for DPOY in the NBA, Rudy Gobert on DraftKings is minus 150. Bam out of Bios plus 225. Where's Matisse um, he's, he's way at the bottom. He's plus 10,000. This is the best but, friend I've ever seen. But <laughs> but he's really good. Time Lord's plus 1,000, and then Giannis is plus 550. Time Lord. What a uh, name. Awesome How do you even get that nickname? I don't know. It's awesome, it's though. Awesome. Time Lord. Time Lord. <laughs> um, so, but if you flip over to Fandle, you can get Rudy Gobert and Bam both at plus 150. So I could get Rudy at plus 150 and Bam at plus 225. Is there ever a chance where there's just voter fatigue and Gobert doesn't get it and they somehow like give it to Giannis? What do you think about that? Yeah, it's not like the MVP. Um, no, I don't think so. I don't think on the defensive player of the year. Remember Ben Wallace won it like five straight years or some crazy shit? Yeah, yeah. Dwight, same thing. No, nah, if you're the best defender, you're the best friend. I think there's MVP fatigue because the MVP is so much narrative based, right? Like if we're being honest, Jokic is probably the MVP this year. Um, you think so? Yeah, but I think their record is going to go against it. And the fact that it was so close between him and Embiid last year that he's got to get it. It's just like when Harden won it over Westbrook and the next year they give it to Westbrook or however that worked, vice versa. It's like those guys are predetermined. Like Joel Embiid would have had to be bad this year to not win the MVP because of how close he was to winning it last year when Jokic Jokic ultimately got it. So I think that that's why when you look at those odds and why he's like no matter what Jokic is doing, Joel Embiid is still like minus 130. It's like that shit has already been determined. Yeah, 145 now. Then minus 145. Yeah. yeah, but it, it, here, Jokic is over here dropping 20 dimes and like it, it's nothing he can really do. Um, but you think, think you think terrible. Gobert goes DP, DPOI again? Yeah, probably. It's easy for folks to pick Rudy Gobert. I mean, he he's 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 having another really good year on defensive end. Yeah, until he until uh, he sees uh until he sees Embiid in the no, finals. No, not even Embiid. <laughs> until, until he sees Terrence Mann. <laughs> Remember last year they were putting him in a blender with yeah. Terrence Mann? He had no idea what to do. Yeah. Terrence Mann was cooking the Jazz last year. Is he even still in the league? T, T- Man's still in the league. Shut yes. up. Shut up, T Man. Um, so yeah, I know I'm, I'm I'm fine with it. I know. Shout like, out my guy Trey. He's watching. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, I'm fine with it, man. Like, I got no problem with him getting another one if that if that's what you want to do. I think the Tybal being far away far down the list is absolutely crazy. I don't know what hoop people are watching if you don't think Matisse Tybalt is a top five defender. It's so hard for guards. Guards don't win it, bro. You just cool. got to be like a yeah. – like guards don't win DPOI. Uh, it's, it's, he, they, they have a huge effect on the game, but the numbers aren't aren't there to, to 
to look, back man, it up. But hey, yeah. look, dog, he he is a tenacious defender. Like, watch ten minutes of Matisse Tybel and 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 try not to get inspired to play some D. Folks <laughs> is out here out here playing the passing lanes. He's picking you up from behind. He's poking at balls like he creates so many chances off defense. It's crazy. And it's for the whole time he's in the game. Like you th- I think about defensive player of the year. Like who would I not want to play against for four quarters? And Matisse Tybo comes top of the list. Yeah. Just like Kawhi used to be the same way. He put them hands on you. It's game over. How many games has Kawhi played the last five years? Uh, the championship doesn't matter. No, I feel you. I'm just wondering. Hey, Kawhi. Hey, Kawhi, like, Kawhi, Kawhi? Pa- partially torn ACL is a real injury. I'm not. I'm not getting that. Yeah, back. yeah, yeah. He's but I'm just saying, like the last six years. <laughs> Remember that year in Toronto? Man, he's they probably won the played like two hundred games. Twenty-five <laughs> games, yeah, yeah. But when yeah, he, he shows, like two hundred games. When, when he shows up, he hoops. Yeah, no doubt about it. Hey, that. Kawhi don't never gotta do nothing, man. He went to Toronto for one year and won a championship. Yeah, then got paid, went to LA, kicking it, doing his he's, thing. He's got two rings. He's got two Finals MVPs. Like he's straight. He's like, I don't give a fuck what y'all saying, man. He uh, does have two rings and two Finals MVPs. <laughs> don't forget that. Yeah, shit. don't forget that shit two, at all. Two Finals MVP. Who off the top of your head? Who's got two Finals MVPs? So we got Kawhi, we got Jordan, we got LeBron. I know Steph we has got, none. We got Bean. We got Steph, sh- has, Steph has zero, correct? Steph has zero. KD yep. has two. Andre um, Godala has one. Jordan has a few. No, but who has two, though? Like, okay. Uh, probably Tim Duncan. Look, Tim Duncan, Kawhi Leonard, Matt, uh, Michael Jordan, LeBron. Kobe, Kobe Bean Bryant. Um, LeBron got two finals MVPs, right? LeBron, yeah, yeah. Duncan has three. But there's there's still not like ten people that have no multiple. And how many MVPs. how many of them have them on two different teams? Yeah, nobody. How many have them when you go to a team? He literally went, he did LeBron, the he went LeBron. to a team for one year and won an NBA championship. Like I don't want to. The Kawhi run in Toronto was one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, that that playoff run was crazy, bro. It's crazy. He, he was killing. He was got, he, and, he, and he got all those boys paid. He got Siakam paid. He got yeah. Fred VanVleet played. Uh, Lowry got an extension after that. He got they they can't say shit about Kawhi. Masai no. got paid. Nick Nurse has got paid. Everybody got paid. Yeah. Toronto got paid. Drake got paid. Everybody got paid. Everybody, yeah, that's, that's a good one. He a legend out there now. For I sure. want my chips with the dip. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. All right, man. We're going to leave it there. No catch up. Sports Talk via Chicago. You already know. For Big Nick the Quick, I'm your host, Sean Little. Make sure you subscribe everywhere, man. Tell the homies. We're, we're, we're live on Twitter right now. We're live on YouTube, Twitch, wherever you want to watch us. Check us out every Tuesday. We've been dropping some Friday episodes, too. But make sure you tap in with us. Follow us on uh, all socials at No Catch Up Pod. YouTube, iTunes, No Catch Up Podcast. You know the deal. Big Nick the Quick, Sean Little. Talk soon, man. No Catch Up Sports Talk via Chicago. We out of here.